It's a two-for-one special special of the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Now reopened downtown East Capitol Avenue from 10 to 3, Monday through Friday. Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. 7-Eleven, I'm Greg Bishop. Thanks for hanging out. It's Council Roundup. There's a Springfield City Council meeting last night. Well, the following morning, we bring you uh, the Council Roundup. Two meetings last night in one, so you get two for one for free right here on WMAY. Thanks for being part of it. Uh, so they had a special city council meeting last night and a full um, committee of the whole hearing. All that combined, one hour long. Well done. Well done. And there's plenty of conversation they got to last night as well. So um, looking forward to, to telling you all about it. Uh, right now, though, let's hear from the uh, uh, special city council meeting. Uh, they passed a, a slew of different types of spending for rail relocation. A lot of money for rail relocation projects. Uh, so uh, if you need to go back and dip into that, you can hear all of that uh, laid out whenever they read the ordinances. But another issue that came up for the special city council meeting uh, dealt with that TIF deal, that tax increment finance deal, to try to get the park board on board uh, with uh, an extension of the TIF so they could take uh, all of these governing bodies, these taxing bodies, letters of recommendation to the state legislature to extend the TIF. Uh, so here is uh, you know, uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder, the special city council meeting, laying it out. Next item on the agenda is number 2021-011, an ordinance authorizing the development agreement with Springfield Park District for improvements in the Enos Park Tax Increment Finance District. And, the and we've talked about this in detail with some of the concerns raised by people like now Senator Doris Turner, who raised that uh, she had an amendment and the amendment that was filed to this, uh, she approved of. Yeah, um, thank you very much for the amendment, and it does um, uh, add in the concerns that Alderman Gregory had, as well as mine, and it basically says that uh, the payments will be made as projects are completed, and that any fund, any monies that are uh, left over will go to projects in either Comer Cox or Chamberlain Park. Alderman Hanauer asking uh, what the park district's take is on this. Is the park district okay? I don't know, um, Doris, were you able to talk to them because there was rumors that they would not be, um, they were not uh, going to entertain any amendments or anything to what was negotiated. Um, has anybody heard one way or the other? I have, I have not. No one has, no one from the park district has reached out to me. Alderman McMiniman chiming in on this as well. Mr. Mayor, if I may comment, what I heard the Park District State last week was that uh, they would have to approve uh, what we do as a, as, a, as a body. That's what I heard. I don't think they said one way or the, or the other regarding their agreement or disagreement with the uh, proposed uh, amendments by Alderman Gregory and Alderwoman Turner. And I think these are mild amendments compared to what we've considered. Alderman Hanauer, chiming back in. I'm not against this. I just am concerned if, if you know, it's, it's we negotiate something and then we come back and we, we modify it, if that's going to be a difference for them. That's, that's all I was asking for. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is a good amendment. 
and it's, it's a fair amendment. So a lot of question about what the Park District, uh, their take is on this. Of course, they wanted to have the special city council meeting to have something in place before the park board had a meeting so that they could approve what the city council approved. See how that works. Uh, so Alderman Redpath says he has talked with uh, the park board. Uh, I did talk to uh, park board member uh, Tylen today, and he had some discussions with the park president and Mark Harms, and I think there is a consensus that they're more uh, amenable to these amendments than the ones we had last week. And But they, as uh, Alderman McMinimum said, they, they do have to still vote on these, but I think they're, uh, they're looking forward to these. And the amendment, again, lays out some of the, uh, I guess, assurances that dollars are going to be spent on certain things, and if they don't get spent on that, then they get spent on something else. Good breakdown from Alderwoman Conley. That's an area that could use an improvement. There, there's a lot of, there are a lot of, you know, younger people in that area to have that improved recreation and, and opportunities. I, I think this is a, a, a good focused way for our, these tip dollars to be used. So um, it certainly will improve improve the living standards in that area. So I appreciate Alderwoman, um, Alderwoman Senator Turner um, <laughs> pushing this point and, and bringing this amendment forward. Alderman Sean Gregory uh, was one of the ones that had concerns about how the dollars were going to be used because essentially, remember, this is a deal where the Park District was asking for more than $600,000 up front to sign off on a letter extending the TIF. And the rationale was, well, if they extend the TIF, then that's fewer property tax dollars that the Park District's going to get because TIFs take an increased tax amount and puts it into a separate fund instead of going to the taxing bodies. And that special fund's used for updates and renovations and blighted areas. Well, the park district wanted upfront money, uh, and this deal ultimately is going to allow for that, but the amendment to the deal also requires certain things to be followed uh, and the like. So after a lot of debate and a lot of back and forth, and now they had the special city council meeting last night, Alderman Sean Gregory jumping in after his concerns were addressed. So this all amendment, we had great discussion on it, and, um, you know, if I may, I, I always wanted to say this, like Mr. Riff have, uh, if I may, can we call the question and vote? <laughs> yeah. But he do it so cool. He'd be like, Mr. Mayor, you're learning well. Oh, you know what? Chuck, you're being a bad influence on Sean. I'm scared to leave now. <laughs> I this thing all week. I was going to do it right. No, I, I, let's, let's do it. I'm with you, man. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's a fun. That's a. That- those are the moments right there that I love doing the council roundup uh, with, uh, with just highlighting, you know, everybody getting along, uh, you know, the, the elder, uh, older people uh, rubbing off on the uh, freshman older person uh, and uh, the <laughs> always wanted to do it like Alderman Redpath called the question, <laughs> which forces the vote. Uh, so that it passed uh, and uh, they moved forward. So coming up next. Uh, that was the first of two city council meetings last night. Again, it's a two-for-one special here with the council roundup on WMAY. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Reopened downtown East Capitol Avenue from 10 to 3, Monday through Friday. Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Every Wednesday, I wake up super-duper early, and I download last night's Springfield City Council meeting, get all the highlights put together and bring it to you here on a platter and it's been a two-for-one special today as well for free imagine that two-for-one for free that's what the council roundup is uh but they had a special city council meeting last night where they did pass uh the agreement between the park district and the city 
for $600,000 to the Park District to sign off on a letter approving a tax increment finance district extension. That now goes to the Park Board. And then when they get the letters together, that then would go to the state legislature who would approve that. Uh, but they also had a committee of the whole meeting last night. And again, two meetings in one, all within an hour. And that uh, was, of course, done by Mayor Jim Langfelder, knocking it out within the first you know 10 minutes or so, getting that meeting squared away. And then all of a sudden, you got uh, Alderman Donnellan. Uh, coming in, and uh, he he kept the trains on time. Um, but starting off, the committee of the whole last night was a treasurer's report. Here's Misty Busher. The corporate fund in the month of January had a beginning balance of nineteen million eighty six thousand sixty dollars. We had total receipts of eight million nine hundred seventy eight thousand three hundred twenty nine dollars. We had total disbursements in the month of January of $8,033,350, which left the corporate fund in the month of January with an ending balance of $20,031,039. This concludes my report, Chair Donlin. It's a good amount of money on hand there for the city of Springfield. 20 plus million. All right. Um, Moving forward, let's hear about a measure that Alderman uh, Hanauer wants to bring out of committee, uh, and it deals with public sector pensions. Chair Alderman Hanauer. Um, I don't know if it's appropriate. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the actual number is, but you know, we had, we had mentioned about uh, we had extra money to, at the appropriate time, uh, make a payment into the um, the pensions. Yep. Uh, we're getting close to passing our budget. We're ending this fiscal year. Um, I think it'd be appropriate to bring that out, uh, you know, and at least discuss. And um, you know, I think that. We, uh, it'll, it's up to the budget director, but I think it would be appropriate to bring that out at this time. If, if that's a motion, I'll second it. 406, I believe. Alderwoman Conley also wanting to make that move. Thank you, Chair. Um, as I understand it, the budget was put together with the assumption that we would be passing this extra payment. So um, I would certainly like to see us move this onto the agenda for passage next week. I think it's time. So uh, that's going to be brought out of committee and put on the full city council meeting, um, especially as they get ready to pass the budget as well. Uh, And I remember correctly, that was about half a million dollars or so in an extra pension payment for fire and police. Uh, And they held off on that just with uh, questions about uh, how much the pandemic and the government's restrictions on business because of the pandemic, uh, how much it was impacting tax revenues. Uh, So they're, they're moving forward with that. Apparently, with 20-plus million dollars cash on hand, a lot of reserves on hand, uh, the city's doing pretty good, considering what happened last year and still is going on in some areas. Uh, But here is also another ordinance dealing with that citywide appropriations measure. 21-024, an annual appropriation ordinance of the city of Springfield, Illinois, for fiscal year beginning March 1st, 2021, and ending February 28th, 2022. So that uh, will be brought up next week when they meet for the full city council meeting, the budget. I also raise the question of, let me mean that uh, Senator Turner, who's still an older woman with the city of Springfield, when that budget passes, uh, is she ready to um, resign from the city council, which is going to prompt a special uh, election for that seat. Uh, so that's all going to be happening in the very near future. Coming up next, we'll talk about signage. You know, the signs you see on the side of the road, children at play, or slow down, stop ahead, 
those types of signs. Well, a sign request leading to more information about signs, and I think you wanted to know this morning, but it's a good conversation, so stay tuned. We'll get to that. Also, we'll talk about a subsidy for the convention center and so much more. It's right here at the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Reopening downtown East Capitol Avenue from 10 to 3, Monday through Friday. Downtown East Capitol Avenue. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Last night's two-for-one special at the Council Roundup getting it here for free two for one um they are moving forward with uh getting the uh, appropriations plan on final passage that'll be next week uh but now a conversation about signs the signs you see on the side of the road saying you know stop ahead or busy intersection or deer crossing Here's an ordinance laid out from last night's city council meeting. By the way, uh, council roundup brought to you by Head West. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Reopen downtown on Capitol Avenue from 10 to 3, Monday through Friday. Head West subs. Here's a new ordinance being offered up. 2021-026, an ordinance approving a deer crossing sign on West Lawrence between Rose Hill Avenue and Chatham Road. Move to consent. Second. Motion and a second for the consent agenda. I have to ask, <laughs> have we ever had an ordinance to put up a deer sign before? I understand the department has. I got uh, them all over my board. Those up. <laughs> has anybody talked to the deer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have. We talk to him all the time. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. The director doesn't look surprising. very uh, enthused about coming forward. So uh, there's a motion and a second for the consent agenda. Any further discussion or comments? Well, there's further discussion and comments. Uh, Alderman Andrew Proctor has questions about other signage and what's the process of getting signs put up when they're requested by constituents. I was told in the past that um, Public Works is following some sort of IDOT policy where they're no longer wanting to put up children at play signs. Is that current policy? or Because I got a number of streets that say they want you know children at play signs, but we kept getting the answer is no. I, I would like to say I, I also have a number of those streets, so if we could get those signs, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I've asked uh, Public Works about that, and they've give, given me the same response. Director, you're up. Same. Yeah. Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, we try to follow the manual on urban traffic control devices just to, you know, follow the standard policy whenever whenever putting up any any signs. Um, over signage, um, just people, people tend to ignore, ignore signs um, if you over sign. So if you put too many signs up, uh, just people aren't going to really notice them. They're not going to care about them. Uh, so having, a, you know, a, a children at play sign, you'd think that that would be more cautionary, but... Are you somebody who sees too many signs? You're just like, you block them out. Uh, so more from uh, Nate Bottoms, the public works director. You cannot enforce. It's not an enforceable sign as well. Well, neither is a deer crossing sign. I don't think so. I don't think that's, well, well, could you send a write-up well, then could, on what the process is then? Because I got like three streets that have asked for it, and they all have gotten shot down. So yeah. do I have to bring an ordinance forward? to do those like this? So we asked that question, didn't really get an answer, and other older people started speaking in, including Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso. I remember driving into work one day and seeing a deer walk down Walnut. So um, if that's if that's not something different, then I, I don't know what is. So there is, there is a need at this point because there... We're seeing craziness everywhere. <laughs> Deer in neighborhoods. My gosh, what are you going to do? Hey, <laughs> up in Alaska, 
they have like 10 foot tall moose show up in the middle of neighborhoods show up in the middle of shopping districts in like downtown somewhere in Alaska you know huge bears uh popping up in place I think we can handle some deer in some neighborhoods. Alderwoman Conley also seeing deer in neighborhoods. Um, I was with my my husband, and we were delivering something to a student, and there were three deer in their house adjacent <laughs> to the park in the in the front yard. So they're, they're clearly they're comfortable with us. They're comfortable being urban animals, <laughs> and I think we just need to have this reminder that they're out there. Yeah, I think it's important too because uh, people will start hitting more and more deer. I see deer. I see deer. We're gonna be talking uh, for business in the. 217 we'll bring that conversation to you tomorrow but uh, uh, a friend of mine put together a uh, a song about deer and uh, it went viral uh, so we'll bring that conversation to you but I see deer uh, all over the place and putting up deer signs is important because as Alderwoman Conley uh, suggests it's something that drivers need to be worried about um, it's just a reminder to be cautious out there 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 are things other than just trucks and bicyclists and those motorized bicyclists getting on the road Alder Woman Turner also chiming in, or I should say, Senator Turner. Alderman Donnelly, can you check that uniform code book and see if there's a sign about no opossum or raccoon crossing? I was thinking ferrets, you know. <laughs> ferrets, you know, don't forget them. There's, there's families of them that routinely cross my street. That's funny. Yeah, I've all kinds of vermin and wild animals all out there. Uh, but is that a is that a problem? If we see too many signs, do drivers just not really care about it? Continuing on with the council roundup and Alderman Proctor, he still didn't get an answer to his question of how exactly people go about getting signs placed where they want them placed. Um, I just never got an answer to my question, so I just <laughs> follow back uh, for children to place signs if a neighborhood wants it. Do they have to petition the neighborhood and get the number, what, 70% of the block, you said? Yeah, or... I'll, send you, I'll send all of you a memo in regards to the policy. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> not too enthused about having to put up more signs, I guess. All right. Moving on. Um, there's another issue in front of the uh, Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole, and it deals with payments to uh, the convention center. And that taxing body, which is a separate taxing body, conversation back and forth with several aldermen about this. Here's the ordinance laid out. Pertaining to the portion of the city's hotel motel tax dedicated to the Springfield Metropolitan Exposition and Auditorium Authority, SMEA, and authorizing the execution of an amendment to the intergovernmental agreement between the city of Springfield and SMEA. Move to debate. Uh Uh-oh. Move to debate, consent. We got multiple people there chiming in. And uh, the process is, if somebody wants it to be on debate, it's likely going to be on debate. What this does, a uh, real quick little brief here from Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel. So it's a technical amendment that allows them to refund to get a better interest rate. And uh, at the same time, though, others are seeing this as a subsidy. Here is Alderman Joe McMiniman uh, talking about uh, how this is just a, a rehashing of something that they dealt with. Gosh, I don't even know how many years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago. Um, but it's uh, re-upping that and allowing for a different interest rate. Uh, they're a taxing district. So if they got if they need money for their operations... Don't take it out of our pocket. Go raise your taxes if you think you need more money. So that's kind of 
the, the attitude I had about it back then, um, I was a no vote. Um, I was proud to be a no vote. Alderman Redpath chiming in. Nobody's expenses are going down. Every, in a, every government entity that we deal with, state, federal, city, all of them, uh, their costs are going up. So uh, we do that all the time when we refinance bonds for the utility. So they're just, uh, I think what they're trying to do is just trying to make it as feasible as they possibly can. And he also made the point, I believe it was Alderman Redpath, um, he made the point that, listen, if, if the convention center taxing district increases taxes, that just increases taxes on the taxpayers. And the taxpayers, surely they care about where their tax dollars are going. But they pay all the taxes. So it's it would increase taxes regardless if it's coming from the city, if it's coming from the the, uh, the, the taxing district for the school board, the taxing district for the park district, the taxing district for the uh, Lincoln Land Community College, the taxing district for uh, the airport authority, the taxing district for uh, the convention center. So that was one of the points he was also making is uh, it's all tax dollars. And if you ask for them to increase tax, that just increases taxes on the constituents in general. This move, the argument in favor of it is that it allows them not to have to raise taxes on people. But here is uh, Alderman McMiniman. Raising our money from our taxpayers to give to the SMEA board. Uh, and if they need some more money, they have to go out and get it just the same way we do. We have to, one way or another, we raise taxes, cut expenses, refinance or whatever. So I just want to make sure everyone understands the, the logic that's being talked about here. And Alderman Hanauer chiming in as well, and a bit back and forth here between Alderman Hanauer and Alderman McMiniman. Only we're taking it from the the utility. We're raising the, the rate on a utility. That How's that any different? We're, oh, here's now it's different because they're not a separate tax. I've got the floor. I've got the floor. I've got the floor. It's the same. They're paying rates. If the rates go up because of this, it's gonna. It, it it affects. It's a it's a hidden tax. It, uh, this is no different. I, I'm sorry, but I don't see it as being any different. Also, also keep in mind that the convention center this year has taken it on the chin um, because of the because of the COVID. I mean, they with the exception of the legislators, that's all they've had. Yeah, that's all they've had wow. since. What, Mark Scott? And that was, what, $330,000, and a lot of that was for catering. It's a, yeah, it's a pretty solid point there. Alderman McMiniman chiming back in. Oh, Mr. Chair, can I go ahead of that, uh, allow uh, the alderman to go before let's, the invited let the, guest? Let's let the director address it, then alderman, then you can go, and then alderman Redpath. Well, I don't like being cut off and then being cut off by uh, somebody else. I had the floor, Joe. You don't get the floor every time you want it. Okay. Director Dahl, you're up. Director Dahl, you're up. We need to get, like, since people are remote and whatnot, we need to get, like, a big inflatable, uh, uh, I can't think of the, the word right now, the hammer. What is it? What, the gavel. <laughs> Why couldn't I think of that word? We need to get like a big inflatable gavel uh, that uh, goes from house to house with people who are remote just so they can wave that around in the screen uh, or just, you know, smash their their computer with it or something. I don't know. Uh, more from uh, uh, we got the tourism director here, uh, Scott Dahl. Uh, my understanding is they're going to take the savings and reinvest it into the center. 
which can only help our convention uh, business down the road. We need a, a center that's viable. They're very integral to our convention business. We rely on them quite a bit. So my understanding is they're going to take the savings and reinvest it into the center. And then there was just more back and forth between Alderman McMiniman, Redpath, Hanauer about this. And I would imagine you'll probably hear more debates in the week ahead. So stay tuned for that. Of course, it is the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Reopening downtown on East Capitol Avenue from 10 to 3 Monday through Friday. Uh, another measure brought up. Here's the clerk. A donation of land owned by Children's Museum Foundation Corporation located at 412 East Adams Street and authorizing a lease of land with the right of way of reversion to the Children's Museum Foundation Corporation. Motion for debate. So what this does essentially is this is for the Children's Museum uh, downtown and uh, essentially gives them a piece of public property to maintain and that allows them to request grant dollars from governments, from nonprofits, uh, and it gives them different access to grant dollars uh, that they'll be able to you know, use for their expenditures instead of having to go back to the city, for instance, for uh, subsidies. And here's uh, Alderman Proctor laying that out. And so if we could allow kids even to have these opportunities um, to apply for these grants, then they wouldn't be asking for you know the subsidy that we were thinking about doing this year under this budget. So that uh, is on debate. Likely hear more about that as well uh, with the full city council meeting next week. Uh, final moments here from last night's two for one Springfield City Council roundup. Uh, I'd just like to congratulate Alderman Turner for her appointment to the state senate, and I just would like to remind her that huh. Ward One is now in her senate district, and Hilltop Road is still <laughs> underfunded. I appreciate uh, uh, your counsel on that, Senator Turner. <laughs> No matter what I do, I can't get away from Chuck or Hilltop Road. <laughs> Congra congratulations. Congratulations, Thank you, Senator. Congratulations, congratulations Senator. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, then we also get a little moment here from uh, Alderman McMiniman reminding people of a holiday coming up. Oh, got to turn that up. Alderman. And remind everyone <laughs> that... Uh, it's Lincoln's birthday, Friday, hey. born in 1809, and this is the uh, land of Lincoln and the capital city of Lincoln. Thanks a lot. Thank you. How old is he? Good reminder. Oh. Their motion to adjourn. He's not with us anymore, but that's your council meeting. All of that in and one hour. Everyone. Can you believe that? In one hour, a two-for-one special in an hour. You can't, uh, you can't get that kind of deal anywhere. Hey, the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Reopening downtown East Capitol Avenue from 10 to 3, Monday through Friday.